You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Vitamin D and calcium supplements, can they reduce incidence of stress fractures in Navy recruits? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Renee Matthews, your host, and with me today is Dr. Joan Lappy. Dr. Joan Lappy is a professor of medicine and professor of nursing at Creighton University Medical Center in Omaha, Nebraska. She is also director of clinical and pediatric studies at the Osteoporosis Research Center there and is the lead author of the study being discussed today. Dr. Lappy, welcome to our program. Okay, well, let me tell you a little of the background. I work in an osteoporosis research center, and we've long believed that fractures in younger individuals are due to weaker bone, similarly to the way osteoporotic fractures are due to weaker bone in the elderly. And so in order to study fractures in young people, you have to find a lot of fractures. And so we had an opportunity to work with the Great Lakes Naval Station where all the naval trainees, the basic naval trainees, go through. What we wanted to see is if we could supplement these young, we we wanted to study women. They have more of a problem with stress fractures than men. They have, you know, smaller skeletons. So uh, we wanted to see if giving calcium and vitamin D supplementation could actually prevent some of the stress fractures that happen during basic training for the Navy, female Navy recruits. So uh, what we did is uh, randomly assigned uh, half of these young women to calcium and vitamin D and the other half to an identical placebo. And we followed them for eight weeks of basic training. And uh, actually, we were kind of surprised, but in that mere eight weeks, we were actually able to cut the risk of stress fractures in these young women by about 25% when they were on the calcium and vitamin D supplementation. That's wonderful. They took pills, I'm presuming, not that dietary? Right, right. In order to, you know, make sure they were getting the same thing, uh, we randomly assigned them to pills, and they each got uh, 2,000 milligrams of calcium a day and 2,000 international units of vitamin D a day. So we gave them quite a bit, but the average age of these young women was about 19, and they really need a lot of calcium, probably at least 1,500 a day, because some of them are still uh, putting on bone mass. They haven't reached peak bone mass. Many young women have diets that are really deficient in calcium, and, and so we boosted them up there, but they tolerated it very well. Now, the women, um, I know that a lot of women are on different birth control options, and I know that certain options actually do affect your bone density. Did you check into that as well? We did, and we had women who were on oral contraceptives that were both estrogen and progesterone, and then we had a smaller number of women who were taking uh, either uh, the depomedroxy progesterone or a few actually had a progesterone implant. And we found that those that were taking just the progesterones actually had a significantly higher risk of fracture than those who were not taking them. Uh, we didn't find any effect, either positive or negative, of the contraceptive pill use. Okay, so along with the vitamin D and calcium, even if you are taking a progesterone only, you should still be able to prevent these stress fractures. Well, what we found is that uh, the, there were still stress fractures in spite of um, in those the Calcium and vitamin D did not prevent the stress fractures in those groups that were taking uh, the progesterone contraceptives. So that is a risk for those women. Uh, definitely calcium and vitamin D will help, but uh, they are at increased risk because uh, actually 
taking the the depomidroxyprogesterone uh, actually puts them sort of into a menopause because they're not producing estrogen from their ovaries, and so their bones kind of sense menopause. I know they were in basic training, so basically both groups had the same diet then. Yes, they ate in the mess halls, and of course they have a wide variety of food, but they were able to select whatever they wanted to eat, and we didn't try to keep track of that. What else does this show us? Besides, Well, I should mention that while this basic training has such a high incidence of fractures for young people, particularly women, is that they're suddenly thrown into a situation where they're, they're a lot more physically active with loading on their bones than they were, and they accelerate very fast into heavy physical activity. And that's the problem is their bones haven't had time to adapt to this increased physical activity. Uh, and we're seeing that is more and more of a problem because young people are not nearly as physically active as they used to be. But you probably can extrapolate from our study to other young athletes, uh, maybe kids who are running track and are just getting started in that program or anything where they're doing a lot of loading of their bones and that's something they're not accustomed to. And so it, we believe that probably all young athletes should be getting adequate calcium and vitamin D. And as I mentioned, a lot of young women particularly are not getting adequate calcium in their usual diet. That's probably all children, though. <laughs> well, you know, we've done several surveys, and boys seem to do okay, and I think it's just because they eat more. You know, many surveys in this country show that girls start dieting as young as eight years of age, and uh, many times uh, there's sort of a myth that dairy foods increase weight gain. And so many times what these young girls do is start cutting out dairy foods. This is kind of off of the subject, but recently there's been a lot of talk in the on TV and ads and stuff about please have so much milk a day. Right. So what is the benefit then? Well, calcium really has a lot of nutrients. I mean, uh, milk has a lot of nutrients in that, you know, there's protein and, of course, calcium, and there are a lot of magnesium and other micronutrients. It's just a well-balanced food that's important for growth and functioning. Um, and if you're drinking skim milk, though, you're really not getting a high-calorie food. And, and as uh, you're probably aware, too, there's been some research that shows that diets high in dairy food and high in calcium might actually help to modulate your weight. That's what I've been reading and right. been trying to convince people of. But I just didn't, I, I just, I know that that's what they're saying. And then I know that a lot of girls, you know, they know ice cream, no yogurt, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the trouble is there aren't enough controlled trials. In fact, we're hoping to do one in adults, especially overweight adults. There is quite a body of evidence that they will lose more weight on a calorie restriction diet if they have dairy in their diet than if they don't have dairy in their diet. But in children, this really hasn't been studied. So um, I guess you just can't uh, say that it's definitely true that uh, putting more dairy in will cause less weight gain in kids, but it would be wonderful if we could show that it did because, uh, as I said, dairy is definitely important for bones in growing kids. When they do get these stress factors, are they able to continue on with the training or they, they are sent home then? Well, there's quite a, a variety of outcomes. And in the worst-case scenario, some of these young people are uh, sent home, and in fact, some have permanent disabilities uh, where they'll have problems with secondary to the fracture maybe for the rest of their lives. And then, of course, there are those who have minor fractures, maybe of their 
their metatarsals or, or even a tibia that heals, but at least they're delayed in completing basic training. And it is a major problem for the military because it affects their readiness if they have these young people who have uh, to be sidelined even for a while. And then also, did you work at Osteoporosis Research Center, so with the elimination of these stress factors, does this also deter the possibility of them getting osteoporosis later on in life? Well, studies have shown that calcium and vitamin D help increase bone mass in young people and in children and to maintain bone mass in adults. So for bone health across the lifespan, getting optimal levels of calcium and vitamin D is just the basic thing you need to do. It doesn't prevent all of them, but it sure does help prevent both osteoporotic and now we know stress fractures as well. That is very important, especially since there's so many elderly ladies that are so osteoporotic and it would be wonderful if perhaps that this, you know, supplementation could help them because, as we know, a lot of older people end up having hip fractures. That's right, and that's really the severe one. It causes a lot of morbidity. Yes, yes, and that, like I said, it would be wonderful if we could get that, if the calcium and vitamin D at that age would help them as well. But I guess if we get started early on then we have a better chance of a better future. Right. The way we describe it, if women and men probably reach their peak bone mass maybe in their 30s, and up until that time they can keep building their bone mass, the more they have at their peak mass, the more they're going to have when they start that inevitable loss of bone that happens with aging. So it's really important to have adequate calcium and vitamin D while you're increasing your bone mass and then, as I said before, uh, studies have shown that as an adult, those who have uh, adequate calcium and vitamin D are less apt to have osteoporotic fractures when they get older. So at any age, you can benefit your bone health by maintaining adequate calcium and vitamin D intake. And then for the younger people, the vitamin D and calcium supplements, should they take them starting at what age, would you think? Well, you know, I, with that, uh, especially with the calcium, I think it's better for them to get a well-balanced diet. Vitamin D, I'm sure that's up for debate, but studies do show that many children are deficient in vitamin D also. And I've heard recommendations that even kids should probably be taking vitamin D supplementation. I'm not sure at what age those would be recommended, but um, probably at least elementary age. Because I know that the foods that vitamin D is found in are not necessarily foods that children are going to eat. No, fatty fish and egg yolk. And years ago, probably before you remember, what children were given was cod liver oil, which was the way they got their vitamin D, and that was really unpleasant. And, uh, but now I don't believe that uh, there are even, re- you know, the recommendations aren't even to uh, give children that much. I think the recommendations for kids for vitamin D is about 200 international units a day. And then, of course, with the uh, video games and the television, children are not getting the sunlight that they need to get that right. vitamin D. And the additional thing is that uh, sunscreen is so strongly encouraged because we're of the you know concern about uh, skin cancers. And so most children today are pretty much slathered with sunscreen before they go out. And sunscreen has been shown to filter out about 98% of the UVB light that can convert vitamin D in the skin. So even during the summertime, when children are outside running around, they are probably have sunscreen on so they're not getting vitamin D from the sun. Of course, of course. Young, young children have plenty of milk. I guess once they get past the toddler age is where 
the calcium probably does go down? Yeah, I guess it depends on the parent's approach. Many children I see uh, are drinking juices, which are very helpful, but they're probably not fortified with calcium. And so if they're drinking more juice than milk, then they may even not be getting enough calcium as small children. Although usually for children up until about the age of eight, calcium intake is not a problem. But as I mentioned, especially for little girls, after about eight or ten, they start cutting back on their their milk drinking. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to um, let us know in closing about the uh, vitamin D and calcium supplementation in uh, stress fractures? Well, again, I just think that any young people who are doing rigorous weight-bearing physical exercise probably should consider supplementation uh, with vitamin D for sure since that's so hard to get in the diet and with calcium if they don't uh, eat or drink a lot of dairy food. I want to thank Dr. Joan Lappy, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing current issues in women's health. I am Dr. Renee Matthews, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.